Hello, God morning, October 30th. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and today I'm dedicating the podcast to Yvette in Beverly Hills. She shared a very special passage with us that I will get to in just a moment. I'd also like to dedicate this podcast to Eloise, who is a speech pathologist, and she is just starting her career in that field, and she was asking for our prayers. So let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you and only you know what's best for me. Amen. And now Yvette's passage, it's called Christ's Sheep. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. John 10, 27, Christ's sheep hear his voice. Christ speaks to us in his word as truly as ever he spoke to his disciples in the days of his flesh, and it is the delight of all his people to hear and obey his word. The inspired volume is to them an inexhaustible source of comfort. They read it, they meditate upon it, they pray over it, They esteem it more than their necessary food. When they open it, they look up to their divine master and say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things out of your law. Directions, warnings, precepts, promises, all are alike and acceptable to them everything that conveys to them the mind and will of their good shepherd is received with implicit faith and unreserved obedience. Christ's sheep follow his steps. In the written word they behold the path their Savior trod. Wherever they see the traces of his feet, they endeavor to follow. They inquire not whether the way is arduous and self-denying or perilous and beset with enemies. All that they desire is to ascertain precisely the path of duty and then to walk in it with steadiness and perseverance. 
They follow Jesus regardless of all dangers, indifferent to all the things of this world and intent only on executing his will. And thither they direct their steps, cultivating in everything the mind that was in him and endeavoring to walk as he walked. I give them his sheep, that is, eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. John 10, 28. Amen. How beautiful. Thank you for sharing, Yvette. And now, in my Bible, the Charles F. Stanley Bible, uh, there was a question that said, how can I become more a more obedient child to God? Obedience is a major characteristic of a person who is mighty in spirit. Generally speaking, obedience characterized the faith of Abraham from his first encounter with God until his death. We grow in obedience by having faith in the sovereignty of God. If we fail to believe in God's sovereignty, we will find it difficult to obey him. Abraham based his relationship with God on his confidence that God would do what he had promised. Faith comes by hearing the word of God and responding in confident trust. We will learn to trust him as we study and meditate on his word. We grow in obedience by waiting for God's timing. God is very time conscious, not in terms of minutes and seconds, but in regards to our acting in obedience according to his schedule. Throughout scripture, we find him moving in the fullness of the time. He is neither early nor late. He is always right on time. We continue to grow in obedience by refusing to subject God's plan to common sense or the reasoning of the world. Some things God requires may look ridiculous from a human perspective. He told Abraham that he would have a son through whom he would bless the entire world. Yet the Lord allowed Abraham's obedience to be severely tested, first by requiring him to wait nearly a quarter of a century before providing the promised provision, and later by requiring him to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. God knew the motive of Abraham's heart. It was one of obedience. When it came time to complete the sacrifice, the Lord was the one who provided a ram to be used in Isaac's place. We grow in obedience by promptly responding in obedience. If you long to obey God, you will not hesitate when he tells you to do something. Many times we fail to obey God because we fear the consequences, yet he never requires us to do anything 
outside his will for our lives. Our only responsibility is to obey. God's responsibility is to take care of the consequences of our obedience. Oh, I love that. Our sensitivity to God's will increases as we obey him. Along the way, he provides glimpses of the blessings waiting for us. God always, always blesses obedience. You can trust him. Obey him and be blessed. Or you can disobey him and spend the rest of your life wondering what he would have done had you only obeyed him. Once you glimpse the blessings of obedience, the consequences no longer matter. Amen. Obedience always brings blessing. To walk in the Spirit is to obey the initial promptings of the Spirit. Amen. Ooh, wow, we're going to be full today. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with some more prayers. Yay. And we're back. In Touch Magazine says, Remembering God's Goodness. Have you ever heard a song that you hadn't listened to in years? Well, it's amazing how well we can recall lyrics a long time later. And yet, we so easily forget God's goodness to us. God brought the Israelites out of Egypt and safely through the Red Sea. Then he miraculously provided yet another dry path by stacking the Jordan's waters in an enormous heap upstream. The people were about to enter Jericho, and by God's power, they would overcome the city. How compassionate to encourage them with a tangible illustration of his strength before such a battle. God also knew how easily they had forgotten him before. So in his love, he had a plan to help the Israelites remember the miracle at the river. He told them to create an altar of 12 stones, each representing a tribe of Israel that had safely passed through the waters. This way, they would have a tangible reminder of that divine rescue. Today, we need help recalling God's involvement in our life. When he works in obvious ways, it's easy to trust him. But as time goes on, we tend to forget. We can create reminders of God's faithfulness, whether it's by means of a journal or a note in your phone. Make sure to remember the Lord's goodness to you. Amen. What a great idea. I do want to remember that. Yeah. I have so many things to remember. Pretty good at remembering them, but to write them down, wow, that would be awesome. Okay, God's hope for our life. 
John 14, 19 says, Because I live, you will live also. People spend billions of dollars every year on cosmetics, health spas, physical fitness machines, and concoctions claiming to make them live longer or slow down the aging process. But age will overtake even the most beautiful or physically fit people in the world and eventually they will die as will we. But someday we will know Christ will have the perfect bodies for us, bodies that will never age or experience pain. Someday our dead bodies will be raised in glory and we will be like Christ in his resurrection body. And that's 1 Corinthians 15. Imagine what that would be like. I do know the resurrected body of Jesus is the pattern or design for our new bodies. For our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body. Oh, what a future we have in Christ. Amen. In God's way, day by day. It says, draw closer to God. Psalm 3311, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. God desires to meet your needs. But his need meeting is part of a greater process. God is always seeking to develop a closer and more intimate relationship with you. He is molding and fashioning you into the person with whom he desires to spend all eternity. He is seeking to draw you even closer and closer to himself. Many of God's delays in meeting our needs are aimed at bringing us to a place where we will turn to God, trust in God, ask of God, and rely upon God. His purpose is to teach us what it means to be in fellowship with Him and to walk closely with Him day by day. Amen. I love it. I love it. And God's promises for your life. Proverbs 19.23 The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. Sometimes the wisdom of God will be a bitter herb to you. It will be contrary to the way you want to do things or the way you want to experience life. But if you will swallow that bitter pill, or in other words, go ahead and do what you know to do, no matter how hard it is, no matter how much you have to endure, then you'll find yourself in a position to be resurrected by God with great victory. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good, guys. He is so good. 
I know the Lord is always with me. He is helping me. God's mighty power supports me. And that's Acts 2, 25. Okay, stay with us. We got more prayers to do. Stay right there. Prayers from the wilderness always bring such a calmness. Close your eyes, bow your head. This is a meditation for the promise of restoration. Father, I praise you as a sovereign God who always keeps his word and who is the author of my restoration. Just as you crafted my wilderness experience, you are now creating the newness which brings me into another season of my life, a time of joy, enlarged territory, and God-directed purpose. Not only are you showing me your plans for life, you are blessing me with the desires of my heart. Your word says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. As I strive to be obedient and keep you first, I experience joy as you fulfill my wants and my needs. Thank you, Lord. Restoration is visible evidence that trouble does have an expiration date. New things will spring forth from you. All situations, both positive and negative, have an appointed time and joy does come in the morning. Lord, as you bless me to enter this new season, I thank you for the experience of my wilderness lessons. No, I did not enjoy the circumstances, but I know I am stronger. I possess the testimony to know what it means to wait on the Lord. I can say it is true. You do provide strength, encouragement, and reassurance. Father, my heart is filled with the joy of believing in you, knowing you, depending on you, waiting for you, resting in you, and loving you. Learning to keep you first in my life gives me a spiritual focus. I know as I encounter situations throughout my day, you are with me. I realize moving out of my wilderness season into restoration requires a closer walk with you. Please do not allow me to fall into the trap of independent thinking. Help me to remember my life, my hope, and my future is still in your hands and always will be. Let me rejoice and be glad that I am not alone. I praise you for your love in my life. I praise you for your plan for my life, the privilege of a new season with you, 
your love that keeps me, your thoughts of peace and goodness toward me, and the sheer joy of restoration. In the name of Jesus, I give you glory, honor, and praise. Amen. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Amen. Wow. Believe it. Believe it. Okay, now let's get our bodies inside, feeling strong, feeling good. The grace of God just flowing through us. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour, I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit, so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Yay. Well, we just got through another podcast, so the blessings are circling our heads. Can't wait. We're going to collect some today. Make sure that you do an act of kindness to a neighbor, for a friend, a family member. Just do something. And then look up to heaven and see God's smile. See you tomorrow. Bye for now.